This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Time flies. So just enjoy life to the fullest. Every morning when I wake up, I step off the bed. When my feet hit the floor, I say thank you. And as I'm walking to the bathroom to go brush my teeth or use the restroom, just always be grateful that you woke up another day and that freaking blessed to be able to wake up and breathe air. Like honestly, there's just nothing more amazing than that miracle every single day. Let's take a breath. Hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday or whenever you get to this episode. I am just happy that you're here. It's been a crazy week for me and weekend. Uh, Nick and I got engaged on Saturday and it was unreal. And I'm probably going to have him back. Well, I'm definitely going to have him back this month and we'll do a whole deep dive on the whole day and him prepping for it and all the behind the scenes of our story because we haven't told it yet. So I feel like that would be a fun episode. And I'll share it all then. I feel like I'm still taking it all in. It's weird because you go through, you wait for this moment basically forever and it finally happens and it's wonderful and magical and all those things. And then after it happens, you tell the world and that was really beautiful and all of the kind words and people reaching out was so amazing. And if you were one of those, thank you guys so much for the love and the support. Um, but then you go back to normal and you're like, what is life? Well, I, I want to take the week off and just soak this all in, but that's not how it works. So we'll take a whole episode and we'll talk about that and love and all that stuff. So that'll be a super fun one. Stay tuned for that. Today though, we have Emily and Haley Ferguson from The Bachelor from Paradise. You guys know them well from the franchise. I love them. I think they're so hilarious and so easy to talk to and so down to earth. So I was really excited to have this conversation with them. I was on their podcast recently and we just had a blast. So I was excited to have them on doing a little podcast swap. They have taken a little break from their podcast. Understandably, they're both planning weddings. I just find it so interesting, the whole twin thing. I've forever since Mary-Kate Nashley wanted to be a twin, and I find their relationship and just their natural genetic connection so fascinating. I mean, you can hear it from this conversation. They're so on the same page about everything. And they have this beautiful connection that they, that they get to share for their entire lives. And it's just so funny how, for them at least, it's played out in such a similar experience and how their life has kind of fallen together perfectly and how beautiful that they get to share this life together. So basically today's episode is just like a long girl chat. I just feel like they're perfect just to sit and talk and chat with. And I feel like this time of the year is insane. And it's just one of those times where you just need to sit down and feel like you're having a conversation with friends. And this is exactly what this episode feels like. So I hope you guys really love it. Um, We get into so many things from relationship from how to successfully DM people because both of their relationships were started from Instagram DMs. Actually, all of our relationships in this conversation were. So they both give us a really good, good, helpful advice on how to properly DM someone if you're interested in doing that. We discuss how to do long distance well because Haley and her fiance have been long distance basically their entire relationship. So she has some really helpful advice there. We lift the veil to brand deals and social media and advertisements and influencer events and all of the things that a lot of people don't always talk about. So we get into that. We get into all of the interesting things that people have in their nightstands. We talk about it all today and even get into wedding planning and some really inspiring stuff at the end. So make sure you listen to the whole thing. I love this episode. Take it on a walk with you, on a drive with you. It's a really good one just to feel like you have some friends from afar because you do. And as always, I love it if you guys share this episode with your friends, your family, tag us on social media, put a little screenshot up. It helps me so much. And I'm also going to throw this one up on YouTube. I am trying to practice doing that. And I think 
This one's just super fun. And if you're wanting to watch it, I'll put the link in the show notes. And as always, before you go, I love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast, hit that like button on Apple and write us a five-star review before you go. It truly, truly helps me and is going to help continue to grow, which is my main goal of 2021. So help me out, guys, and write a great review. That's all for me for now. So please enjoy this episode with Emily and Haley. Emily, Haley, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to sit down with you guys again. I got to go on your podcast and I had a blast. So I'm happy to do this again. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for having us. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to do your podcast because I really like yours. It's like something to share. And I've been like thinking about this for a while. Like, what will I share? What's like important to me? So I'm excited (laughs) to chat with you today. Yes, I love it. I forgot to ask you guys this at the beginning, but I do have two segments that I usually go through with every guest. And I don't know if you got that via email, but if you didn't, it's okay. We did. We did. <clears throat> Love it. Usually people don't and they just stare at me weird and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Great. So <laughs> let's just do our segments to jump into it. Because I said earlier, I just want this to be a fun girl chat. So yeah. Emily and Haley, is there something that you guys each have individually that is either on your nightstand, surprising, or with an interesting backstory that you want to share? I was thinking about this for a while. This is Emily speaking because I feel like your listeners will have a hard time being able to tell our voices apart because we do sound like the same, but different. Like Emily, uh, my voice is like more like high pitch. So that probably helps. I sound like outgoing, like all the time. And Haley kind of sounds very monotone. Yeah. So it's easier to pick up on that, but um, in my night store, whoa, I said that wrong in my nightstand drawer. Um, mm. I have, I actually have to hide these little stuffed animals because my dog will get to them. But, um, the first gift that will ever gave me was a cute little stuffed animal moose from Sweden. And he wears like a little Sweden shirt. And I think that's like something cute. That's like in my, in my little drawer by my bed, because like, sometimes if I can pull it out, I'll, I like to cuddle with it when Will's gone, but Obi would literally destroy it if I didn't like keep it hidden away. So <laughs> I like that little thing in my little drawer next to me, but I always like think like my mind goes like to the worst place. I'm like, Oh my God, do I say like, there's like a vibrator in there or yeah. something? I, know. I have a few I'm, like, of those in my night. <laughs> I know. I think to myself, so people want me to say vibrator, don't they? <laughs> no, you know what? No one has said vibrator until now. So Thank wow. You. <laughs> oh, uh, people like to usually keep it PG. I feel yeah. like, over there, I'm like so, no, we no. We say I have everything. like two in mine, one or two in my boyfriend's just be whatever one I want to grab in the moment. You never know. Right. Those are important to have. I Those think. are important and they make yep. a big difference. The different types. I agree. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think more people should talk about that. I've heard that. So I, I don't use one and I just mm-hmm. had a girlfriend over and we were just talking about that, like how it helps big time. I'm like, I'm going to try this out. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, especially for you guys being long distance. Yes. It's, it's a nice thing to have, especially when they're away, but do um, you, Emily, do you use it when, uh, with your fiance at all, or does it just like a solo practice? We're just getting I into mean, it. I, I honestly, <laughs> I think I've done it a couple times with my fiance, but honestly it is just like there yeah. in the night short for, I can't say night Stand and why am I trying to combine the words? Someone needs to help me. Maybe I need more sleep. I don't know. But um, yes, I would guess I'd say mostly solo. Mm, same. Yeah. But sometimes but like, you just need that a little extra help. So you're but like, I've heard that it's better to use it with your partner. Yeah. So maybe do that more. Yeah. Get some good use out of it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to go? Okay. So I actually, I pulled it so I could show you. <laughs> Perfect. What is so that? you can't see because it's this little snow globe, but it's a, this is the first gift I ever got my fiance, a funny story about this. So it's a little snow globe, one of those things that you shake and mm-hmm. then there's a picture in there. Um, so it's a Polaroid picture of like our first picture together ever. So he had asked me to spend Christmas with him two years ago in New York city. Um, and so this was like my first Christmas away from home and like family and friends. So it was really weird to be spending it with a, with like a guy I didn't really know that well. Um, and like the funny story is, is he bought my plane ticket to New York and he bought me tickets to Broadway as my Christmas gift. And Aww. since we just started dating, I was like, I don't want to do anything crazy big. He did this whole like surprise for me with the Broadway tickets and I got him this for Christmas. <laughs> so it's like a it's running joke. Though. It's like a running joke that I get, I get give the worst gifts. So now I really try to give really good gifts for Christmas. 
Well, I mean, this is the first one. You don't want to be like the one that's like goes crazy because then you have to continue on like that. So you're kind of like feeling them out first, first Christmas. Exactly. Like, like what if he was so not into it? What if like yeah. I really went above and beyond and he's like, whoa, she's coming on way too strong. Exactly. My, my favorite gifts to give to like boys that I would go on dates with was like a mixed CD. And I oh like, I, it makes me sad now to think that like, no, like most cars don't even have CD players. Like most computers don't even have the option to put a CD in there. And like the computer I'm on now still has that option. Not that I burn CDs anymore because it would be useless, but like, that was my favorite thing to do. And I swear, like, I know uh, some of the guys I would go on dates with, I'm still friends with them. I know they saved those little CDs. I mean, I just think it's like such a cute little simple gift of like all your like favorite songs. I don't know. That I used to be cute. so special. I remember doing that for my friends too. You would like go through your little CD case of all of our road trips and you would have certain ones for certain events. That was such a good time. Literally. I miss that so much. I want to, I want to be able to do that again. It would take hours to burn those CDs because yeah. I would e- illegally download mine and <laughs> then I would like put them onto the CD mm-hmm. and it, it took a lot of work. Like after I, kids really <laughs> yeah. don't have, they don't respect it. They don't know the troubles that we went to to listen to good music. Mm-mm. I know. Right <laughs> now you download it from Spotify and you're just make a I, little playlist for your road trip. Yeah. That's what my boyfriend did do before we had met in person. He did make me a playlist. Well, mostly I was trying to understand country and he was like no I'm going to teach you so he made me a Spotify like country playlist for personal for me but it's not the same thing as like a personal CD that you had to burn and put all the time into right different something about it and I I love country music so yeah. Big country. Are, are you, do you like country music now? He's getting me to like certain ones. I, I can appreciate it. I like that there's a story to every song and it's all very lovey dovey. So I, I, I get it more now. Yeah. I definitely yeah. like pop country more. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. The, the country country stuff is hard to get into, I will say, but like there are some really good ones. The only reason I love country really, cause I used to never like country until I think about Maybe Haley, was it college that we started yeah, to get into country college, music? Like the end yeah. of high school, beginning of college. Mostly what I like about it is just the, the attire that you get to wear and yeah. the fans. There is something about country fans. Like when you go to a concert, they're just like the most friendly, kind people. And also, I, I think that they're mostly like Bachelor Nation fans too. Because yeah, every time I go to a crossover. Country, Really, there is because every time I go to a country concert, I like feel like people stop and ask me, and I'm like, "What do you know who I am?" I'm like, well, "It's been forever." <laughs> yeah, you remember us? Like, what the heck? But yeah, there's something about country fans. Really, that is so so nice. We, I just don't. I think that we're very forgettable now. No, I mean, you're the only twins. I feel like that we've had in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. There's been others. I think- yeah, I think that we are. I think there was twins on Bachelor Pad, but I don't well, remember. So, them. like, there's been twins that have gone on, but their their other twins don't, don't join go. them. Mm. Which, yeah. like, Kendall and her sister. Oh, that's so. true. That is yeah. true. So that's just more normal, right? For one yeah. twin to go. Yeah, I guess that makes a lot more. That's sense. more normal. <laughs> I want to point point out one thing that did you guys discuss what gifts or what thing you were going to share because they were pretty much the same. <laughs> you know what? No, you didn't that discuss. Is... Does that happen to you guys all the time? All the time. Sorry, the I'm way. like trying to like figure out who's going to answer the question. That's like, I know. I'm like anticipating it. I'm usually <laughs> the one that talks more, but I'm trying to let Haley talk. Too. I know. I always have to remind her to let me talk because mm-hmm. she will just keep talking. I'm like, yeah, it'd do. be nice if, if I could peep in a little bit. But no, um, we this happens way more often than not. Like just the other day, we've been having this thing where we like, we'll say a full sentence at the same time. It's been weird that- lately though. Like how spot on it's been it, that doesn't happen often where like we will say full sentence at the exact same time That's yeah so and crazy. it's funny because we don't stop ourselves in our tracks to like be like what we were gonna say the same same thing we literally go and say this whole sentence and then we look at each other and we're like what we're like ew we're those twins like oh we get God. like annoyed at each other that it happens do you guys have any other twin friends or is it just you two I think it's just us. us. Two. I, yeah. do, I mean, no, we don't have any other twin friends. I mean, I feel like I know a, a bunch of a bunch of twins, but mm-hmm. none that are like friends that we're like friends with, but it would be mm-hmm. nice because yeah. it's an interesting, unique bond for sure that it would be nice to share with someone else. Yeah. I w- maybe in the future, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just praying. I don't have twins myself. Yeah. Really? You don't want the same experience for your kids. Tell me mm-hmm. why. You would think that we would want to. Yeah. Uh, selfishly, I don't want to do that to my body because I've just like, 
<laughs> I'm five foot three. I can't yeah. carry twins. Like I just, I feel like I physically can't. And I'm a hypochondriac. So if I had, I'm scared to have one baby. Could you imagine two babies trying no. to squish all your like organs and uh, me and Haley have scoliosis too. True. So like our, we already have like something pushing on our lungs. And then on top of that, add two babies. There's just no way physically that I think that we, I could hold twins, that but I do think twins are super special. And also the, another thing is like, I'd be worried if they're fraternal twins, because I just know a lot of fraternal twins that don't get along. Right. Well, I always feel like identical twins get along. Yeah. You know, it's just a different type of thing. I feel like at least with identical, it almost becomes less competitive because you guys are so similar versus if like one of the twins is not attractive or something, you know, like things like that. My fear is well with fraternal twins. It's like, usually one's very, very cute. And the other yeah. one's usually not. And then I don't want to have that struggle. I know, <laughs> but at least if you're identical, both of you are gorgeous or both of you are not. Yeah, <laughs> You're in it together though. <laughs> Literally. It's so true. That is true. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't want to carry just selfishly. Wouldn't want to carry them. That makes yeah. sense. Tall people should carry them. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to. <laughs> yeah. Please do that for our job. Honestly, it would be nice. Cause it would just be like one and done. I think I a lot about think that about too. That. But yeah, but, if I were to have fraternal, I'd want a boy and a girl. So then. Yeah, that, that would no, be nice. Yeah. I think twins are more common though, because of like our generation. And I always feel like I, I notice a lot more on social media that people struggle so much with infertility. So yeah. I think with IVF and other forms of ways to get pregnant, like more people have twins. So I feel like I'm noticing twins and twins more than ever mm-hmm. because of that. But, um, I always find that topic so interesting though, with the whole infertility thing, like why I maybe back in our parents' generation, infertility was also a thing, but maybe not yeah. spoken about as much, but <clears throat> definitely noticing more and more. There's a lot of people who miscarry, but probably because you hear their stories more because of social media. And then also infertility issues, you just hear more and more about it. Also, I understand that people get married later on in life now and, you know, women with their like egg count and stuff, like those sorts of factors play into it a lot, but I still find that one of the most interesting things ever. Yeah. It's very common right now. I I would agree with that. And I think it has to do with all of those factors as well. Like before in the past, we didn't have social media. So I like, I know my mom had miscarried once and like my grandma had as well, but they just didn't post it on social media. So no one really knew about it except for like close family. But yeah, Yeah. I think IVF and getting uh, married later in life, which is great, probably affects that. Do you guys think about that with like, how old are you two now? Cause I know you started 29. 29. So we're like getting, yeah. Cause you want to think about like, you want to get married. You want to like get engaged, do the things. And then you want to have enough time when you're married. And then you want to start having babies. But then if you have like complications, you're going to start, start having earlier. Like, are you guys stressed out about that at all? Or is that just me? Oh, I think about it often. Yeah. I'm super stressed out about it. I think that I would have been way more successful at having kids at a younger age overall, because of like also this weird anxiety that I've gotten as I've gotten older. Like I think at 25, I wouldn't have had this like weird anxiety of health all the time. Like I would, I should have had a baby at 25, but I clearly (laughs) I didn't. So now I'm 29, almost 30. By the time I do even consider having kids, I'll hundred percent be 30. I know when you put in a timeline, you're like, God, I have to start like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I always think to myself, I could be pregnant at my wedding. So I'm not like hundred percent 30, but no matter what, at the end of the day, I'll be 30 Which, when I give birth. I yeah. often think that I'm nervous about having babies because I just don't feel ready to have babies. I, that too. but I have also heard and talked to people that like, are you ever ready to have babies? Yeah. Like, is there ever a moment in your life that's like, I am ready for this? Yeah. So I don't think I agree. so. I agree. That's like it just, weird. you figure it out once it happens. Yeah. I think when you find out you're pregnant, your whole mindset probably shifts and you're probably like, okay, I am ready for this. I can do this. You start preparing for however long, nine months or, or however, if it's shorter, but um, like, then you just mentally start preparing for it. I just found out one of my friends was pregnant and my whole perspective of her mm. shifted. I'm like, she's a mom now. Like, I just think it's crazy how like, things change when you're a mom. Like now you're probably like, I'm probably going to see them less. I'm probably Mm going to, it's like going to be harder to make plans and stuff. And she like, for you think about for the first couple months when someone gives birth, like they're going to be busy with that baby. Yeah, You know, like things change. Big life changer. Yeah. Even like trying to make friends here and not being a mom yet is kind of hard because if if you're not in that same plane of life yet, it's a little difficult, even just to make plans with them because they have other priorities. Right. It really is so different. It does kind of make me sad and like worried that like, what's going to happen to like my really close friend group. when we all 
have babies? Are we going to see each other like as much as we do now? Are we going to, I I know you have to like make those efforts and stuff, but it's like, what's going to happen? I don't know. Am I going to be a crazy mom? Am I going to like, I can't even leave my dog really. Like what makes me think I'm going to want to leave my like flesh and blood. Like, I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) Are you guys going to make a pregnancy pact once you're married? And Oh yeah. We're going to try to get pregnant at the same time for sure. I like knowing how hard it is to get pregnant though. And like, you know, seeing all this stuff, I'm not getting my hopes up that we'll be pregnant at the same time, but that would just be like the best thing in the whole freaking world. Yeah. I might have to catch up on that second baby though. Cause I, I don't know. It freaks me out to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like she struggles a little bit because she travels a bunch with, for her fiance. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I think about it. Like I, I feel as though my pregnancy would almost have to be planned out so that I could give birth in the U S mm-hmm. and then my fiance will help by that time. He'll be my husband. Like will be overseas playing hockey and I'll be home alone with a newborn baby by uh. myself that I won't want to travel with on a 20 hour flight. Yeah. Like as a newborn. So I'm like, I'll probably have to keep the baby home here for six months, like before I travel with it. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm alone away from him for such a long time. It, it blows my mind to have to think about that. I might just have to give birth to my baby in a different country. Yeah. That's just crazy to think about. Are you guys, are you planning to move back to Vegas with your husbands eventually? Or like, what's your end goal for you guys? Yeah. My fiance and I are trying to find a home here right now, but it has literally been impossible. Like the market is crazy. So we haven't found anything yet. And I don't, I don't want to settle just to like find a home. Yeah. Um, so if we don't find a home this summer, we're hoping next summer, but yeah, I think end goal for both of us. Like I think of, uh, I think professional athletes, like their timeline for like their career is it's a short lived career. If you Mm -hmm. really think about it, they usually retire in their you know, mid thirties, late thirties there. I mean, if they're making it to 40, that's very, very impressive. And their health is really yeah, Yeah. amazing. Like that is so rare. Yeah. So I always tell myself, hypothetically, we've got about like in a perfect world, 10 more years of this, that would be absolutely amazing. And then after that, we'll definitely, um, live in Vegas for sure forever, because also our spot on any team is never guaranteed. So Mm -hmm. I think definitely between these next 10 years, it won't, you never know. Of course, we hope that we'll always stay in Vegas, but I don't get, you know, you can't get your hopes up because it's just the world of the business. So, yeah, um, but definitely end goal will be t- for both of us to end up back in Vegas and both of our fiancés want that. Will mm-hmm. wants to retire here. Ola wants to retire here. So that's definitely end game there. And then we'll raise our kids, their rest of their childhood here in Vegas together. So that'll be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I see you guys can build a little life together, even that's- with twins and yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'll ship but, them off to Europe for college since it's free out there. Absolutely. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yep. Smart. Yeah. Um, last question before we jump into all the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that's been on your heart or mind lately for both of you? I was thinking about this. Um, I was thinking how crazy it is that how fast time flies. I'm thinking about a, my wedding that is like um, crazy how fast it'll come up and B. I'm all, I have almost dated my fiance for four years now. And I think that's like wild because I feel like I just met him not too long ago. Like I yeah. think that dating someone for four years is absolutely kind of insane. And I was thinking like how crazy. And then also like high school, I feel like high school wasn't that long ago. I found like my old box of like my cheer uniform, mm-hmm. my cheer palms, all the like certificates that we won for competitions and stuff. And I'm like, this was 11 years ago. Like a that is insane. I don't feel that old, but like, no. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I was thinking, like, I just want to say is like time flies. So just enjoy life to the fullest because also you don't know, you know, like things, shit happens, you will lose people. You never know when your last day on this earth could be. So I always try to wake up like, is great. Just be grateful for my life. Grateful for my body. Grateful. Like I, whenever I do a workout class, I always, always like at the end, they do like a five minute, like meditation. And I always just tell myself how thankful I am to be able to just be at this workout class and for my body to be able to do what it does. Like, it's absolutely insane. Like it's crazy what our bodies can do. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's very in the moment too. And very easy to forget. And I think we all, a lot of us future project, especially around this like twenties, thirties time period. We're like, okay, I need to meet someone. I need to get a good job. I need to get married. I need to have kids by this age. We just started this conversation like that. So it's like always future projecting, always not feeling we're there yet or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And I like that reminder, just like be thankful for the little things. And like those little moments are amazing. 
yeah, I think those little things help me not get anxieties, just trying to be like grateful for every little thing it or every little small thing throughout the day, because mm-hmm. that's what helps me, I think, get through the day. Cause otherwise I'll wake up with anxiety and it just goes yeah. downhill. So easy. <laughs> um, Haley, how about you? I mean, kind of to piggyback off that, it's just, I, I was thinking not maybe a few days ago about how not too long ago we were all locked up like in quarantine and like locked away. And now travel international has just become a new thing. And so we're now able to travel internationally again. Um, and I, and I just, that's crazy to me to think that for all this time, like we've been able to just go wherever we want. And like for almost two years now, we haven't been able to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm very thankful. Cause obviously like that's where my life is, is overseas, like in Europe a lot. So yeah. I'm so thankful that I don't have to get COVID tested every freaking time that I travel now. I'm, I'm yeah. like, that's just wild to me. Cause I've been spending so much money on these freaking, um, tests just so I can travel yeah. to go my fiance. And I'm like thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to save like $200 this trip. So I don't have to get tested. <laughs> and it's a lot. How has that affected your guys' relationship? Because you had a period of time where you hadn't seen him for a while because of the, yeah, we were separated off, right? for four months because wow. I wasn't able to get into Sweden. And, um, I mean, all I've ever known with him is long distance. Cause that's how we met. Um, so, I mean, it's never really been difficult for me to kind of cope or deal with that. I think that's like, I trust him and we have created this like amazing relationship where we know how to communicate with each other long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's all I've ever known. And I, four months was really long. This trip has, this separation has been like two and a half months, which is very normal for us to be apart for that long, but it feels like forever. So I'm very thankful that I get to go see him soon. That's the best. I mean, I did long distance for like three months and I was like, this is not it. (laughs) This is hard. It's hard. It's really hard. And I think, you know, a lot of people like will automatically write off people like when they're going through the dating process, because they're like, well, I don't, I can't do this. And I'm for me, because of my job, I can go anywhere. And yeah. so again, I'm thankful, very thankful that I can work anywhere in the world. And, you know, I know a lot of people can't just pick up their lives and move and do what I do. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I know long distance is tough for a lot of people, but it is possible if you yeah. really, if, it, if it's your person, it's possible. Sydney, I have a question for you. It's like sparked something <laughs> in my brain. I just want to know what it's like, how do you feel about like your job as like a social media influencer and like podcaster, like, do do you feel like people don't take that as like a serious job? Or do you think that people actually take it seriously? Like when you talk to them about it? I think the podcasting is more seriously, but then it's like hard to explain how you make money and like how it's actually a career. I think people think it's like cute for now, or like, it's a nice thing that you're doing. And I also feel like it's not really respected, especially right now. Have you guys noticed like people hate ads? People do not like them at all. And I get it, but I'm also like, just, you like all the other things. Why are you ignoring that? I understand. We put so much, I just don't think people realize the energy, the effort, the time, the like care that you actually put into those collaborations. It's like a lot. It Um, really is. It stresses me out because I think people think it's like a joke. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, no, it's like my real life. And it's like, I work really hard. And then like when, sometimes when I tell people, no, I, I can't hang out. I'm just like, have a really busy day. I think they think I'm making an excuse, but yeah. in fact, like literally the fact is, is that I've probably been filming ads for the past, like four or five hours and changing mm-hmm. outfits and filming yep. all this content. And the last thing I really want to do, like a person with a nine to five job, I don't want to go out, you know, <laughs> it's not really a genuinely an excuse. It's just, I'm tired. And like, yeah. There's something about it on like content days where I literally am just, I can't wait to take off my makeup. I mm-hmm. get so tired. And also I kind of feel like I get a little grumpy on content days because like if the photo isn't cute, but I yeah. know I'm going to have to like share this to my page. Like I get a little grumpy about it <laughs> on days where I shoot really cute content. I'm like, dang, those pictures turned out cute. I get excited to post yeah. those because I'm like, oh, people are going to like, like these. And then you go on and you post it and no one freaking likes it. That's the worst, right? Yeah. It's like, you care about it so much. And then you're putting so much effort into it. And then it's like also taking up so much brain space. Like I, if I'm wearing a dress that I have to get a picture of, if I'm at a wedding, I'm like, when yes. am I going to get this photo at this wedding? Oh my God, I'm not going to get it. Yes. Uh, and then you send it to the brand and they don't like it and it's devastating. And then you have to, or if you have to reshoot things, and don't like it. That's the worst. When when I get told to reshoot something, my heart is like, are you kidding right now? <laughs> like you want me to go and they it's like also, need a quick turnaround. Yeah. Always. It's also the in-between too, because you don't want to just like 
post things on Instagram to post them, right? Yep. Cause mm-hmm. you have these things called fillers where like you want to fill your Instagram with real content as well. So then outside of all that, I want to be real with my followers too, but then I get criticized for being myself on social media as yeah. well. And so we're putting ourselves out there and like to be criticized and to be judged by other people. And that's also really difficult because a, a lot of people just, I don't think realize like mentally, physically, emotionally, how much we put into this. And I, I mean, even like it around like my friends and family, like they don't think I have a job. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with that too. a lot. And, and so like, I feel like I don't get taken seriously at all. Yeah. Um, about my job and like I'm probably making more money than the average person like doing this yeah I agree and I mean I work just as hard maybe just in a different way and you have to schedule your day so down packed to make sure that everything gets done that you are not spending a million hours on one thing it's like creating your own brand if it makes sense like I know it's probably someone's listening like they're are they joking they're talking about Instagram posts but like (laughs) you have to if you're posting an ad okay how am I going to incorporate this to the story of my day how is this going to make sense it's just like so many little things that I don't think people realize go into those things and they just like flip through them and Think that yeah. they're dumb. I know. Cause I really enjoy it. And I, especially when I'm aligned with the brand and I really like it. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to like always having to defend your career in a way, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. You know, it is, it is. And I think people wonder sometimes like, Oh, well for, I think at least for me, I think I get a little insensitive sometimes to like, or I guess maybe that's not the right word, but I get like offended when people assume that will has bought me a lot of the things that I own that are nice mm. because in fact, I buy myself a lot of those nice things that I, and you know, like I work hard for them. And, yeah. and if I just don't know if people take me seriously in that, in that sense is that like, I do work really hard and I do get to buy myself nice things and it feels good. Like I understand yeah. what it feels like to like work for things, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess I just get a little offended when people, oh, I guess, yeah. just to make an assumption. And I yeah. also feel too, like, I feel like I, in the beginning, I was in a position where I was just taking anything that people were uh-huh. offering me. And now mm-hmm. I, as I've gotten older and like, I've been doing this more often, I actually genuinely will take the time to be like, okay, no, that's not going to yeah. align. Like you said, align with me and my mm-hmm. Instagram or like how I feel about things. But now I feel like I'm at a point where I can pick and choose things that I feel comfortable with sharing and things that are probably like, oh, I should probably pass on this opportunity because yeah you know, too, you want to keep it genuine and honest with your followers. And a lot of time people think you're lying about all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, That's another problem. But kind of back to that vibrator thing. Like, I mean, I bet you've gotten, I don't know if you've ever done any of those, um, advertisements where people will offer you to like promote a vibrator. And I, I've said no to those. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I do use it, but it's like, my family watching it and what the brand I created doesn't really equal vibrator. If I was someone like Demi, it's perfect for her quote unquote brand. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think about things like that. I'm like, yeah, this is not aligned with the other thing I did with Old Navy the other day. So we're going to pass <laughs> yeah, on this, even right? though it could be a lot of money. Oh, you know, and you know those ones because not a lot of people want to do those ones. You know, those ones are very good. Those money. are high pay. <laughs> there's, it's hard to sometimes turn, turn those things down, but I hope that people realize that you do do those things because we want it to align with our brand and these yeah. products do mean something to us. And we think that our followers would like them too. So yeah, I'm not saying that people need to go appreciate our work and what I'm just but saying, I like I was just too. kind of a vent, you know, Yeah. also too, like we get these products sent to us in advance to try out. So that's yeah. also working period where we're trying these things out to see mm-hmm. if we even like it, if we're willing to even promote it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing that goes into our job that a lot of people don't get to see. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So support your local influencers. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Whenever I see like s- support your small bit, like local yeah. businesses, I'm like, that's me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, sweet. obviously we can't sit down here and talk a little bit about bachelor in some way. So I'm going to put it more towards like, how do you guys feel about like the franchise currently what's going on bachelor nation? There's, it feels like there's a new bachelor bachelorette every second. And personally I'm feeling burnt out, but how do you guys feel about the current state of the franchise? Okay. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like ever since our podcast ended, I've kind of just freaking stopped listening, stopped following. And that might not be like something that I should do because obviously I'm a part of the franchise. It might be good to be knowledgeable about it, but, um, the state, I mean, just overall, I mean, I don't know what's currently happening. I don't know if there's maybe some controversy with the next bachelor. No, I don't, or- I don't think there's any controversy currently. I'm, I've barely watched Michelle's season just because every time I put it on, I'm kind of like just a little bored or just, I don't feel like yeah, taking boring. this in any, again, because I just feel like we had Katie. Ah. So I don't know. 
I do think overall, um, the bachelor franchise is just not the same. It's just not what it used to be. And I think that I think they pick great leads for sure. Like I think Michelle being a lead is honestly really great. And I Mm -hmm. I actually like really like, like her. And I think she's just absolutely stunning, which I mean, I know that's not everything, but she really is. She's gorgeous. gorgeous. She's actually just like a normal person. Yeah. The lead probably shouldn't be normal. Yeah. I think (laughs) that's, we want crazy. Yeah. I think it's It's always been like a little quirky for the bachelorette, but for some reason, the bachelor's normal, but the bachelorette is quirky. I don't know what that is, but Yeah. yeah, you're actually right about that. That actually is crazy. That's a perfect way to put it for sure. But, um, yeah, I think that I just tried to distance myself because honestly, I think anyone who kind of goes on to these shows now are taking a really big risk in just like being able to, they have to have thick skin because social media is crazier than ever. And people are tough and online bullying is truly a real thing. And I, Mm -hmm. I can say, I don't, I've dealt with it for sure, but I, ha- I don't think I've dealt with it to the extent that these newer contestants have dealt with yeah. it. I think TikTok might have something to do with that because there's a whole TikTok culture right now, especially with Bachelor. I'm getting, I get fed them a lot just because we're in Bachelor Nation, but just like the breakdowns of every single detail that happens on the show, on social media with the new contestants is actually really wild. There's people yes. whose like entire brand is just to talk about each contestant. Yes, um, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel then to be taking that break from the franchise and being a little bit removed from it? Does it feel like weird or good? Like, how does that feel for both of you? I think we're relieved. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's a lot of, I didn't, I enjoy bachelor in paradise. I'm more like that. I'm interested Same. in that, but then it's hard when you don't know anybody from any of the other seasons going on that season. So you like want to stay a little aware of what's going on, but then you're like, ah, Michelle's season was just a little blah and boring so far for me. Yeah. There's like two guys that I thought were cool in her thing. And like, obviously I think that they're like probably going to be top runners. It's just getting too obvious for me. Like I just know what's going to happen at this point. It's Um, been very rinse and repeat with the editing and the storylines. I feel like with each of them. For sure. And yeah, like you said, like, it's just like, there was Katie. Now it's like, then it was like Claire, Katie. Now it's Michelle. And there's like, I'm, I guess I'm ready for a bachelor, like a male lead, I guess. Cause yeah. I think it's more entertaining when you have 30 girls. Yeah. Cause I like, I like the girl drama. Same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think about it a lot. Like I remember, I, I think a lot of the producers and main executive producers have changed a bit. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're not all the same different. ones. Yeah. I think they're all different now. I think about those people that I made like bonds with for sure. Like I, I miss, I miss that kind of feeling. Like I remember like really enjoying talking to the producers, even though it's probably not like the smartest thing to do. I remember (laughs) really enjoying their company. I don't know what it is about them, but I don't know. They're just, I guess, good at making conversation and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, I miss, I miss all that aspect of it. I kind of miss like being close with the girls. I kind of feel like it's a really nice, rare experience that not a lot of people would understand getting off your season and having that bond with those, you know, other 20, 25 girls that you were on with. And then it starts to fade, you know, and then like we all go back to our normal lives and maybe stay in touch with a couple of them, but you're not like best friends with them anymore. I think I kind of missed that because like, I do, I do love those friendships. And of course they still mean something to me, but like the girls you meet are like from all different States and stuff. So you definitely aren't going to stay in touch with them as much as you did in the beginning while you're going through that experience while it's being aired. And as time goes on, obviously you're not invited to as many like bachelor parties or yeah. well if you move to LA you're you're a part of all those events for a very yeah. long time yeah. and so you I think through. those people stay in touch and then bachelor people from other seasons all come together like you're at right. these events so if you I if you're you living in LA in if you want if you be want in it, yeah. you can be in it right I if guess you, you're right like you get invited to those things but like a lot of the times you're not in LA so you don't want to make the travel days to go do that but if you do move move to LA and live there you can definitely still be involved in all that Yeah. No, I will right. say from attending those events though, they're not as fun as they appear online. They're well, really that's not all social media. I, <clears throat> I definitely think that's all social media. Like you see like all the cutesy little pictures, but little do you know, there's like definitely some sort of drama mixed in yeah. between all those little like, or it's just not as fun as it looks like, <laughs> you know, like it's just funny. Cause like, it seems like everybody's laughing and having a great time, but like they're doing that for when the, the flash is on. Yeah. And as soon as it comes on, everybody's on their phones like this. You're not having real life conversations with mm-hmm. these people. Yeah, so I mean, I true. think 
that it's, it's almost a little like, okay, well, I did my job. I got the photo. I got the cute pictures with friends to make it look like I I'm friends with all these people posted it online. I'm going to yeah. go home now and yeah. go to my normal life. That was me all of the, the short period I was in LA. I, I live with Kirkbro and we would get the picture we had to get. And we're like, can we go home now and go yeah. get in pajamas? <laughs> like, guys, like, I mean, I feel that too, sometimes about like ads though. Yeah. Like I feel like, oh my gosh, I got the picture. I can yeah. go home. You can like check out. Yeah. But that's like with any job, right? You go and you're like, okay, I get to go home now and just be like with my family, my friends and like more normal life. Right. Yeah. Work is it like your work life. And then you have your at home normal life. That's true. Have you guys going back to social media for a second? Have you guys found a good balance for yourself with social media and like actual life and keeping them, keeping them separate in a way? That's like a good, interesting question. I guess. Yes. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm like the best social media influencer. Like I see a lot of girls on their stories a lot, just talking to the camera, a bunch, a bunch. And like, I mean, their engagement is super high and stuff. And that's just not me. It doesn't feel, I don't feel comfortable. I do try, I do try my best, but I definitely think that I keep my life, my work life. And I, I try to keep my work life, like, like not something of a topic when I'm in my, I guess, real life, because honestly, I guess I get a little embarrassed by it in a sense, because like I said, people kind of think it's a joke or something. Yeah. So I do think that pe- if I talked about it, people would be like, Oh really? Like that's what you did today. And then you're like tired. <laughs> so I just try, I think I try not to like talk about it too much. Also, I think I try not to talk about it too much. Like me and Haley get to go do something really cool in a couple of weeks. Like we get to go to a Raiders game and like, that's going to be like a job for us. Yeah. And that's like, but do people think that's a job? Probably not. Cause it's really yeah. freaking cool, but it is. But so if I you think if like, like you hired it. a model for that event, it'd be kind of the same thing and people would yeah. consider that a job. So, you know, know, and maybe people think about it as bragging and I don't want people to think I'm like bragging about it. Either, yeah. Know? That I get paid to do cool things. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like, like you said, like a model. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of stepped back a little bit from social media. Just, I think kind of taking slightly more of a break versus like being super active on social media. I'm definitely not as active with photos because quite frankly, I don't know if it's the algorithm, but when I post a photo of myself, nobody cares about it. Yeah. If, it's, if it's with Emily or if it's with my fiance, then exactly. oh, everybody cares about it. But when it's just me, it's just, so it's almost pointless for me to just take a photo of my outfit because nobody's going to yeah. care about it really, I feel like. Yeah, like Emily said, it's hard. The more you put yourself out there on your Instagram or your social media, the more you're going to get judged and uh-huh. criticized. Like I started this whole series of, on YouTube called Haley in Sweden, and I was just sharing my weekly I would post weekly about my life in Sweden and what I did day to day. And I would post on my stories, but then I got more criticism Mm -hmm. about my life and the way I lived. And from, I was starting to have more people DMing me about my life and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And and then I, and then I didn't like it. And so then I was like, oh shit, my, like, I used to be able to take this and I can't take it anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to do that again. So it's like, you know, you want to have a good balance. Like you said, of like, sharing with people, but then also not oversharing because I don't want people to judge or criticize the way I live. Cause this yeah. is yeah. just the way I choose to live, whether you like it or not. And I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm just sharing it with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's something I would like to watch. So maybe they'll come back, but yeah. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. YouTube yeah. is hard, man. I, it's, it's it a lot is hard. It's a lot of work in the editing and I crash my computer every time I try to edit anything. So it's hard. Yeah. It's Those uploads. <laughs> The uploads yeah, sitting there waiting. You can't exit out. You're just sitting there. It's like an hour long to upload. And I'm like, forget this. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I want to go into your relationships and how you guys fell into them. Cause there's, I just am so interested in the fact of how similar your relationships kind of are. <laughs> Maybe from your perspectives, it's not similar, but like, how did you each individually meet your significant others? And were you dating a lot? Are you been in a lot of relationships before finding the people that you're engaged to Ula and well, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of your relationship stories. Yeah, I would say so. I, I guess I dated a lot. <clears throat> I guess I wouldn't say dated. Like I've dated like four guys seriously, but in between all that, I would go on dates, but like, it would be like one and done. Like if I didn't like someone on that date, you'll never get another date. Yeah. I can pick through them pretty easily. Like I, I've always liked being in a serious relationship. So if I wasn't interested in you, it was done. But if I could see potential, I would have kept going on dates. So that's how I feel about that. I found Will on social media after I went through a really, really bad breakup. I had found out my ex-boyfriend was cheating on me. Did I always know he was a cheater? Yes, I always knew. But like, I physically saw him cheating on me this time. Like, 
I went, I had this like gut feeling that he was being weird because he wouldn't respond to my texts. And I just had this gut feeling and Haley and I were out to eat. And I was like, let's drive by his house. I get a little crazy. Yeah. But I had a feeling. Yeah. And so we drove by the house and sure enough, there was like a car there with like a little pink license plate. And I went and knocked on the door and sure enough, he was like, there's a girl inside. And so then I lost my shit. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) obviously I lost my shit. And honestly, it's, it's totally fine. I'm glad because I needed that bad relationship to really appreciate a good one because that was my first really bad relationship. Mm -hmm. Luckily it was my one and only. (laughs) And then I was like, I just need to find something to take my mind off of this because I probably would have gone back to him. That's just kind of like my personality as sad as it was. I was just, wasn't in a good place. That's just my personality. I would have gone back, but I ended up meeting Will or I found him on Instagram and I sent him a DM. I said, Hey, he responded back. We met up like a week later and literally we were just inseparable. And he was so nice to me. And I genuinely thought when I met him, I was like, he's an athlete. He's probably just wants to like sleep with me and we'll call it a day. But he, he was so respectful. He didn't try to sleep with me. He didn't try to take me home. We went on like a real like date and yeah. And then I don't know. I just like, he kept asking me to come hang out with him all the time. And I was like, what what kind of guy wants to hang out with me all the time? That's (laughs) weird. He always wanted me at his, his apartment. And I just thought it was cute. And he was really sweet. And just different. He was just so different. And he's like, literally like my soulmate. And then, I mean, three and a half years later, he decided to propose. I think that's like a long time, but I was getting really antsy. I was like, yeah, you were like dying, were you (laughs) dying? I was like, I like knew it was coming, but I didn't know when. And I just, am like, I hate surprises and I couldn't control myself. I was literally losing my mind, but (laughs) it finally happened. And um, my friend had told me, uh, the date that I was getting engaged. So he had to throw a curveball and propose on a different date, but literally the day before. And he definitely surprised me. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he's just like the greatest guy in the whole world. Like I'm, he's just so sweet and chill. And I like, we were made for each other. Like I, yeah. people say that all the time. Like we are perfect for each other. And do you guys get along with each other's significant others really well? Oh Yeah. Yes. This is the first time that we've ever gotten along with each other's significant others. And I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. (laughs) Do they get along? Because I feel like we could have a strong bond. (laughs) Yes, they do. Yeah, they They, get along. We quarantined together. And so they became really good friends. Thank God. I mean, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise, honestly. So they could spend a lot of time together. And I would say that our stories are exactly the same. (laughs) like exactly the same. Really? I, I had two serious relationships and then I was single for three years. Yeah. You weren't much of a dater. Uh-uh. No, I stayed home a lot and I would go out and I'd like flirt with boys and I thought it was fun. I would go grab drinks with people. Never like full, I would never make it a date. Cause I didn't want to go on dates. Mm-hmm. I just go grab a drink. And then like, I, I, like she said, I can tell within the first five minutes, if we're going to, if we're going to get along, if I'm interested in you or not. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had like kind of dated somebody I, we, we weren't like official and he was a loser an idiot. And I was like, really, really sad about it. And she's like here. And she just DM'd me a ton of different guys, Instagrams to start DMing. And so Ola was one of those guys and, and like looks wise, I thought he was really, really handsome. And so I, but I didn't think it was going to be anything. He's tatted all over. Yeah. And, and most like, of his oh. captions were in Finnish. So she was oh like, I, you know, I, I didn't even know if he spoke English. Oh, I swear man. to God, I had no idea. And I was just like, oh, he's really, really cute. So I DM'd him and he just started calling me every single day. We started FaceTiming for about, I think, three months. And then he asked me to come visit him. And I was like, no, I'm not coming to visit you. And then he kept asking. And I said, okay, fine. I guess I'll come. Because I never thought that I would end up in this like long distance type of relationship. And here I am, long distance Age. relationship. I, the same exact situation, sir, except my fiance plays in Sweden. So, mm-hmm. but it's exactly I'm, the same story, pretty much. Different personalities are our fiancés, though. Really? Yeah, That's insane. Yeah. I have two questions from that one, what is the, what would you tell someone is a good way to DM someone they're interested in? And then two, how, what is the ways that you've made long distance work for you guys? Emily, you I would, gave me advice. So you share with the class. My <laughs> my advice for DM, cause I get this all the time because obviously it worked for me and it worked for Haley and I'm not saying it works hundred percent of the time, Yeah, but, um, very simple. You just say hi with a little wavy hand. You're not being too um, like desperate or anything or coming off as like, I guess I don't know the right words, but you don't come off as desperate. You're just like, Hey, 
Maybe yeah. they think you want to have just a normal conversation, but if they respond, they clearly have stalked your Instagram. They think you're pretty. They're interested, they right? Then they'll usually write back. Hi, what's up? Cause guys are so lame. And that's like literally all they say. And yeah, then you just start yeah. asking questions and then hopefully it leads to them, you know, asking you out. In my case, I asked him to meet me. My fiance is not assertive whatsoever, <laughs> but, um, so it's crazy how we ended up together. Honestly, I will say like, I've had a lot of people like message me, like they want to message athletes or whatever. And like, the problem with that is, is like, there's, if you have a certain amount of followers, they're probably not going to see your DM. So yeah. I always say that if you want to DM somebody, like come up with something witty or funny like that could like, or if like, say somebody had, um, like a unicorn floaty on their like last photo, like you say something funny that would go with that, mm-hmm. like just DMing that or else your DM is probably just going to get lost in a flood of other girls that are trying to DM them as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be helpful too. I always try to co- sometimes come up with something funny. And then don't be private. That's the cardinal yes, rule number that's one. Another problem. Let don't them be look private. at you. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very important. <laughs> Um, and then last question on that long distance, how, especially Haley, have you made that work so well? Um, I think, like I said, because we've always been long distance, it's just all I've ever known, but communication. And I think that goes with any relationship long distance or not is like the number one thing that you should always have like communication. Um, we have like set times, like where I know when we're going to have a conversation. And like, if I'm going to dinner or I have friends over, I'm like, I am going to leave at like 10 PM because that's when my fiance wakes up. I have to be out of here by 10 PM. So I can go chat with him and like, we can talk or else I won't talk to him at all. Like Mm -hmm. until I go to bed. So I always make it a rule that like everybody knows 10 PM. That's my cutoff time. I'm going home to like talk to my fiance or whatever the case may be. Just setting boundaries, like, and setting like times, if that's the case, like, cause the time difference, everybody's time difference is different. Like if it's three hours, it's probably not that bad, but ours is nine hours. So we really have to kind of set times to make sure that we can communicate with each other. And just, you know, when you're chatting with your partner, like make sure you're chatting with your partner. I think that's really important too. Cause I, even myself, I struggle with this where I'll be on the phone with him and it frustrates him if I'm looking at Instagram or if mm-hmm. I'm texting other people. So he wants me to be like talking to him, not doing other things. So yeah. I think important to make sure that when you are long distance, that you're making that time and setting aside time to not have any distractions and just have a conversation with them. So I think that's really important. And that's what's helped me a lot. Absolutely. Um, what is coming up for you guys? Wedding stuff? How's it all going? How are you feeling? I'm starting to feel super nervous. I think it's going to come up faster than we realize because Haley, you leave for Sweden in December. And I won't say the dates that we're getting married, but like literally as soon as that, as you come home, it's like, it's going to, it's go time. It's go time. Like, yeah, it's going to be like, I have to get my shit together basically when I, as soon as I come home. And so that's why I decided to come home like earlier than normal, because I want to start working. Like, not that I don't work out in Sweden, but my hot classes are out here. Like my trainers are out here. So Uh I have to like focus. And then, you know, it's just wet fittings for the wedding dress. Like Emily said, I'm like starting to like get really nervous. Cause I'm leaving the country and I'm like, there's, yeah. I can't do fittings. I can't see things in person. Like, so I don't know how people plan weddings that are like destination weddings. That is stressful. So stressful. Can you have Emily where, put them on for you? Pretty much. Yeah. Honestly, she could. We're the I same mean, I could everything. not really, we're not the same size currently, but my goal is to be like as small as Haley. So yes, that could definitely be realistic. If I keep doing the hot classes while you're away, I could probably yeah. be more your size. I mean, it's like barely off, but still we're not like the exact same size. Yeah. yeah. But you um, want to like try on your own wedding dress and things like that, but at least yeah, initial. Sure. I always wanted, my goal was to be like not stressed out for the last three months. Mm. Um, but I'm starting to realize that's going to be unrealistic. Yeah. I feel like Um, that's not even possible. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I feel like in the beginning, once I was engaged, a lot of things moved fast because a lot of people were in, I'm not trying to brag, but a lot of people were interested in our wedding and Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, either be a part of it somehow or, you know, give us like a, in exchange for tags, they wanted to provide a suit, the groomsmen's suits or something like that. Yeah. And now I'm just starting to like panic. Now all of that is slowed down. And I'm like, is are are you guys gonna do the groomsman suit or like do I need these guys' sizes? I just feel like nothing is ready. 
Nothing. And I feel like I change my mind on flowers all the time. I've changed my mind on chairs. I know it sounds so, so silly, but like I've changed my mind a lot. And I feel like I picked out all these things too far in advance. And now as it's gotten closer, I've changed my mind. And I feel like that's, that's a big mistake that I made. I feel like I should have just enjoyed being engaged for a little bit, then picked things out. I think I got too excited and wanted to book, book, book and do all of it. And then now I'm kind of like, now I want to change things, which is well, you fine have to I, book ahead now because yeah. of all the COVID delays. Yeah. Venues, COVID but rides, yeah. Yeah. Venues. But. You have to book your vendors now too, like right away. Oh, I don't regret any of my like photo or video or vendors. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm just regretting my, I'm just regretting flower stuff, which I can change still, but I'm yeah. just regretting it. And I feel like it's overwhelming. It's a lot. I the best advice I could give like bride to bees um, is when you pick something like your dress or whatever is know that when, cause you try your dress on and then you forget about it. Right. You mm-hmm. like have, you don't remember that feeling that you had when you put it on and you start second guessing yourself yeah. the right choice. Cause you start seeing all these other brides. Cause you're following all these bridal accounts. Like, Oh my God, she looks really beautiful in that. Should I have tried that style dress on? Or mm-hmm. Should I like, should I have done something different? So you start seeing all these other people that are getting married that you're following. And you're like, well, shit, I think I picked the wrong dress, which I've had a lot of people tell me that this is very normal that you, when you find your dress, you should delete all photos of it. So you don't <laughs> go back and look on it and Smart. like to think that you changed your mind. But like, I think the best thing, best advice I could give is like, when you are trying on your wedding dress and you have love it, like, don't look back on it. That, that, like, don't think that you picked the wrong dress. But even with other things, too, if you see, some, like, a picture of somebody, like, somebody's wedding and that was your inspo, mm-hmm. like, don't try to change your mind. Like, yeah. just know that that was what you had envisioned and that's what you were really excited about before. And I don't think that's going to change ultimately. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's good advice is, like, kind of stick with what you wanted in the first yeah. place and don't try to change your mind because of what other people are doing. Yeah. yeah. It's like the initial instinct was yeah. that I can ask you guys some final quick questions. If that works to wrap us up. Yeah, definitely. Good. Is there anything that you guys have overshared in the past that you wish you could take back or do differently? No, I overshare everything. Either you <laughs> like it or you don't. I I'm an open book. And I think that's why I feel like a lot of people feel like they can relate to Haley and I's because we do overshare. I, yeah. um, I think it's maybe, I don't know if it's like a flaw or something, but like, I try to make people feel as comfortable as possible. Like realizing that we're all literally pretty much the same. And that, I don't know, like weird, awkward conversations, like farts and like stool and like, <laughs> like pooping habits. Like I've talked about it all, man. Like yeah. you, I'm an open book. So yeah, I mean, I definitely overshared, but either you like it or you don't. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, what do you guys want to be remembered by or known for? I think we've discussed this one and, and we both really just want to be like remembered as like just really kind, genuine people. And I think, you know, it can come off as like I known on social media that we could be disingenuous or like that we're not friendly people. But I always want to be that person that like when they, when somebody has met me. And they walk away saying like, oh my gosh, like that was a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. She was really nice and friendly to me. And like, even with like close family and friends, I always want people to feel like happy when they're around us. So I think that's something that's really important to both of us. Yeah. I feel like because of our jobs, we get a lot of like really cool stuff and a lot of really cool opportunities. And I always feel like I really, we make efforts to try to include all of our friends, all of our family And yeah, I just want to be known as like someone who gives and like, I love giving to people. It makes me feel good. I don't just do it because I can, but because I want to, I genuinely want to. And I think about like the other day we were at the grocery store and this cute little older lady couldn't reach the water bottles. And it's just small things like offering, like, do you want me to grab that for you? Mm -hmm. Holding the door for people, even if they don't say thank you, but like, I always, for some reason, don't know why, but I hold the door open for people and bugs me because usually people don't say thank you, but I also like to say thank you a lot. Like I always say, thank you so much for like everything you've done. Like I always try to say thank you a lot because I don't know, maybe it's just something we've learned from our mom or something. I don't know, but I really, really try to be like as friendly and um, joyful, joyful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Genuine. And I think you guys are, you represent all those things that you just listed. So you're doing great. Both of you. (laughs) Oh, Um, you're so sweet. (laughs) Last question. Uh, any last piece of advice or leaving thought that you want to leave? Haley, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, we also like discuss this too. Like, I think the biggest piece of advice is just like to live your life and like, just be thankful for today and 
thankful for your health and your happiness. Like every, every morning when I wake up, I step off the bed. When my feet hit the floor, I say, thank you. And as I'm walking to the bathroom to go brush my teeth or use the restroom, just always be grateful that you woke up another day and that you have your, like, I'm always thankful that my family, my friends and my pets are all happy and healthy. Yeah. Like, honestly, just hearing you say that, I, it just brings tears to my eyes, like a little bit, just because like, I, we truly are so freaking blessed to be able to wake up and breathe air. Like, honestly, yeah. there's just nothing more amazing than that miracle every single day. And everything after that is just a cherry on top, but to be able yeah. to wake up and breathe is just yeah. the best thing ever. Amazing. You guys sound very present and I love this conversation. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. So thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? Social media, all that stuff. Since we talked you about can, it so much. You can <laughs> find me at efergie 13 Please like all my advertisements. It would mean a lot. <laughs> Click all the links. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Uh, we're I'm at H Fergie 11, and then we also have a TikTok at the Fergie Twins. Yep, so fun. Okay, well, I'll let you guys go, but thank you so much for being thank here. You, and I'll talk to you. Thank you so much. Yes. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.